a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards. And here on Behind the Beards, we pull the curtain back and try to reveal the things um, that you need to know about what's going on in the lives of your ministers, ministry leaders. Um, I'm Joshua Fowler, a preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, and my beautifully bearded brother, yeah, needs a little trim right now, but uh, it does. Um, Aaron Partlow, man, youth minister in Longview, Texas. It's good to see you, man. I know you guys have been going through quite a bit in your household um everything going all right with you guys we are on the upswing uh from our second round of covid um we're like i think tomorrow is our free day like we we're free at last so i will have some be able to go into the office and get some work done which is really sad i told lauren i said it's not necessarily that i want to go into the office it's that you painted my office and we rearranged and moved everything. And then I haven't been able to have any office hours because we went to Winterfest and then we have COVID. Haven't been able to so enjoy it's like, it. I want to like go enjoy my office. We moved my desk. We painted it a, a nice color in there. It's all clean and crisp. And it's like, man, I want to go in there and be creative, but I just haven't been able to have any office hours. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to get in there. Well, we were talking before, like, I, I like working from home sometimes, um, but sometimes I also just need that um, that environment of being in the office. It's just a different different vibe, if you will. Yeah, I really, like working, accomplished. I really like working in, in multiple places and having the freedom to be able to go and work in multiple places. Uh, sometimes yeah. I need to go work in a coffee shop uh, for like an hour or two. Uh, sometimes I need to work in my office. Sometimes I need to work at home. Um, so it just kind of depends. Uh, and I, I, I think that's one of the biggest blessings of being in full-time ministry is having the freedom to be able to go and work where I need to and, uh, and that kind of stuff. So, Hey, but we've got an exciting show today. Uh, we are bringing to you, uh, a live brain trust episode. Can you hear Sam? I can't hear Sam. That's okay. awesome. That's good. That's fine. Um, he's having fun. He got a new... Uh, toy uh, for using the potty. Uh, he's done it now 15 times where he's told Excellent. us and he's gone and used it. So he's been nice. really excited. Uh, oh, Mr. Allen's here too. Anyway, we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to do a brain trust uh, live, um, which if you're wondering what that is, that is a thing that Josh and Bryce Ballard and I up in Kansas, we would call, we'd get together and we'd start playing in church camp. Uh, how we were going to do it, what we wanted to do, but we would come and we would we would just consider ourselves a brain trust, and we just lay it all out at the table, no dumb ideas, no nothing, uh, and we would just kind of like brainstorm, uh, but put our brains together. And so, recently, you guys may have known that Disney put out the movie Encanto, and it is uh, fantastic. It is a really great uh, movie, and I could not help but watch it and just start making all of these spiritual ties. Uh, and so I told Josh, I was like, man, you've got to watch it. You've got to see it. You've got to watch it with church camp in mind. Uh, and so um, he did. And so now that's where we're at. We're doing an episode. I've also seen it like six times now. Um, so I, I've kind of 
really been the dad. Sam loves it, so we watch it all <laughs> the time. So, and that's yeah, okay because um, I love it too. It, it's catchy, right? I mean, and that's that's kind of one of the things is. Yeah, I watch everything. I don't care if it's TV shows, um, series, movies, even even Hallmark movies. Yeah, um, my family has this thing. Like, if, if we're watching something, they will always turn and look at me and say, "Is that the one?" And what they mean is, is that the part of this movie or this show that you're going to use in your sermon? Ah, that'll be in your sermon. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's just kind of always in my that's mind. Um, and it's kind of funny that they've kind of picked up on that. Um, and they start trying to choose that as well. And well, I think you, you said something really good at the start. Uh, well, you've said something good the entire time. Okay. But you said, it's good. It's really catchy. And I, right. I would say, like, whenever I'm thinking about church camp... I'm thinking about, like, you know, what's hot? What's catchy? What's something that people are going to make those references to uh, immediately uh, kind of a thing? And, you know, it's hard to do that and be, like, uber, uber relevant because you're not going to play in your church camp the week before church camp, you know? Right, right. Um, but I would say that's, like, that's like the first thing that I try to think of is, um, you know, hey, what's what's really hot? What's really catchy? And does it have spiritual implications? Oh, it just turns out that this the, this has both, and they're both extremely relevant and good. Yeah, and you have sometimes, like with any movie or any series or anything you do, even in the middle of culture, you can always find one or two things that come out and and give us something that that we can kind of latch onto and use as a teaching moment. Yes. Um, every yeah, once absolutely. in a while, you have these things that come along. I mean, In and Out was one of them. They always seem to be a lot of them seem to be animated. Inside out. Um, yes, in and out's a burger joint. Yeah, inside I was out. like, I was yeah. like, when did we do a burger themed camp? No. That sounds great. <laughs> you know, inside inside out with the emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and after Earth was one, you know, with Will Smith and his son mm -hmm. that had a lot of spiritual implications, and it mm -hmm. wasn't animated. Uh, but Soul, you know, is another one. And then, Encanto comes out, and it's like. Dude, there is there is so much here. Like at every turn, there's something that's just kind of hitting you in the face with things that you can really teach a spiritual lesson from. Sure. And it has the songs, the the animation, the all the things that kind of go with it that continue to capture your attention. So, um, so my hope for this brain trust when we talk about going through Encanto, and by the way, if you are if you've never done a brain trust, if you are new to working with other youth ministers and you're planning an event. I would say your biggest hope, my biggest hope is when I meet and I do something with other youth ministers is that we all have completely different ideas. If we're like, hey, let's look at this and let's plan a church camp out of it. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, what do you see as the theme of the movie? What would you form a camp around? Uh, I would hope that like I would go, hey, I, I connect this with this passage. And Josh would be like, oh, that's cool. I never thought about that. I connect it with this passage. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's really good. I never thought about that. Um, so that's that's kind of how we started. So uh, what I think about, like, what's the theme of the movie and what would you form a camp around? Uh, for me, immediately, uh, I I think of, there's, there's a couple things that I think of, um, and I'm going to go into them in our next little segment here. But my overarching theme, I probably would talk about uh, the passage where Paul... Uh, is talking about uh, the body 
and how we are all different members. We're all important in different ways, but we all, uh, and I would talk about spiritual gifts uh, a little bit would be an emphasis, but my high point would be talking about, you know, how do we come under one roof and work as one family being so different, you know, and I would talk about church unity and a whole, and then I would, I would, that would be my overarching theme. And then mm -hmm. my daily themes would be ways that that can get broken down. What are some things that get in the way? Uh, because as you see the house cracking and destroying, that's being cracked and destroyed by uh, selfish intentions, um, you know? And I think yeah. I was, and I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. So I'm thinking of movie clips uh, and things like that that are going along. Um, what about you? Do, you? do you see the same thing or do you see something else? Yeah, no, I, I see that. I see um, uh, a, a theme of forgiveness and restoration in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that whether it's misconceptions or irresponsible usage of, mm. of what they have, you know, there's this rift that runs through the family. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the whole thing is coming about to, you know, restoring those relationships. Yeah. that have had this rift in them. Um, and if you want to think of something spiritually minded outside of the movie, um, you see all of these gifts and abilities that these people have, understanding that the gift you've been given is neutral. Yeah. Um, what you do with it, you know, is, is what makes, um, it's kind of what defines, uh, you know, whether that is positive or negative. I, mean, I can use it on something that is a little more self-focused or I can use my gifts and abilities on something that's more kingdom focused. Right. And how those different things impact both, you know, the community and, and my own health and well-being. So those are kind of the themes that come around. And I, I mean, I love, I love the idea, you know, we talked about un techo, you know, one roof. Yes. You know, it's yeah, that's that what I would, that's what I would call it. I would, that's what I would call. I would use a, a Spanish words to be the title of my church camp. Uh, for the week, just because it's based off of a, a canto, you know, um, and so keeping with that flair and that style. Yeah. And so, you know, you can bring, you have the forgiveness, the restoration, the unity, mm -hmm. the gifts that we've all been given, you know, all kind of coming into that. Um, it's a, um, I think, I think it captures all of those kind of, kind of attitudes. So, right. So I love the opening first scene. So by the way, if you haven't seen this and you don't want to be spoiled, now would be a good time to drop out of the podcast, wait, go watch the movie, come back, because I'm going to spoil the crud out of this movie for you. Um, but spoiler the, alert. The spoiler alert. So the opening scene, um, you know, if I'm thinking about, you know, minor themes throughout uh, the week or minor lessons that I might be teaching, you know, not the overarching. My overarching would be focused on one roof and coming down to one roof. But I always feel like it's really awkward if you don't talk about Jesus at least one day of the week like specifically just about jesus um and man <clears throat> so you have the grandmother who's got the three children and she's got the candle and they're running away from the conquistadors who are coming uh to to uh kill them they're probably not con conquistadors but anyway coming from the bandits or whatever uh the banditos uh uh who are coming and you have the father uh, the grandfather who gives his life so that the grandmother and the children can go and enter uh enter into this new uh this new house right 
Um, and so it's like this really cool. And as soon as I saw that, I went, man, isn't that like, that's like your Jesus moment right there is that you have like, in order for us to enter into the house of God and to be with God, Jesus had to give his life. And Jesus is that magic that fuels us uh, to be closer and to be with God. Uh, so that's something that I immediately saw. I think it's a very vivid image. I think you can take the end of the movie <clears throat> as well when there's that imagery that's there as well. But you also have it at the beginning uh, and it's told in two different ways. But it's still a very passionate, it's very strong emotion that, you know, the grandfather... And I love, I even love the scene where the grandfather, he kisses uh, his wife on the forehead before he turns uh, and he goes. Um, and then you see the person, you see the grandmother mourn his death, but then you see her mm -hmm. stand up and carry and walk towards, walk towards God. And, uh, you know, there's a lot there that I could pause and, and rewind and, and kind of look at. Um, one of the so things that, that really, yeah, one of the things that really stood out you know, as far as the movie goes, was uh, who's the antagonist? Like, who's the villain of this movie? Yeah. I'm asking you, who's the villain of the movie? The villain of the movie? Uh, okay, well, I would say Pride. Pride is the villain of the movie. Pride isn't a player. Like, it's, 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 it's non-traditional. Not in the movie, it's not. It's... It's an it's an emotion, but it's not a character. Sure. Okay. Um, right. So it's very non-traditional. It's very um, non-traditional. Who's the protagonist? Mm. You, you know, mean, you want to say it's Mirabelle because you, she's the yeah the 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 central character, but um, is Bruno the protagonist or the antagonist? Mm -hmm. Um. You know. You know. He's kind of seen in different lights depending on the area of the movie, but. You know, that's really what this is all about. And so yeah, that's true. The non-traditional view of who's for me and who's against me. I mean, you want to say, you know, Alma, the abuela is the is the antagonist because she's the one that has kind of created this rift in the family. But right. she's also the reason the family is there. And so when you talk about life, you know, we have this idea that evil is going to rear its head and it's going to be very obvious. But sometimes you know, the way Satan works in our lives is it comes up even from oh, our own selves. That's so and, good, Josh. And from the people that are around us, it's not this obvious evil. You don't have a Maleficent, you know? Yeah. You don't have an, an evil queen. Um, you know, you don't have these obviously evil characters. You just have people who are working and because they have misunderstood what, what they've been given... There's this evil that kind of exists, and it almost comes from within. So, you blew my mind there because, and so often, like especially like in church politics and stuff like that, like we try to find, like, okay, so who's the bad guy? All right, well, if we get the bad guy out, then we're good. But what did we do? Well, we just lowered our numbers. You know, oh, who's the next bad guy? All right, let's get them out. Uh, you know, but in Encanto, it's not about finding the bad guy and getting rid of them. It's about coming together and restoring mm -hmm. and fixing what's yeah. causing the house to fall apart. That just blew my mind. Like, that is so good. That's such a deep and overarching lesson right there. Um, it's the power of the brain trust, man. That's power <laughs> of the brain trust. It's so good. Well, um, the other thing that kind of um, – I got thinking about the gifts um, 
and the different ways, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but just a few that kind of stood out. Mm -hmm. um, the abuela, Alma, um, she gets so fixated on preserving the legacy of the candle, right? The mm -hmm. legacy of the family um, that she stops seeing anything else. Like she doesn't even see the cracks in her own house. And she doesn't see the way what she is doing is actually hurting the people around her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's not, she's not forward looking. She's, she's got this beautiful gift of, of this family. Um, but in trying to preserve what she once had, she's kind of messing she's up a, what's coming in the future. She's a, we used to do this. I'm afraid to do anything new because we used to do this. Right. We used to have a VBS that was super vibrant, uh, but I don't want to change it to, you know, go with, you know, what works for parents today. Uh, because that's not how we used to do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, wow, that's really good. And then you have Dolores' gift where she can like hear everything. Mm -hmm. um, but because she's so focused on everyone else that she forgets, uh, she doesn't even know how to look inside of herself to know what she needs and what she desires. Mm -hmm. Because she becomes so focused on all, everything else that she's hearing. Um, I'll come back to Bruno in just a second. You know, Isabella when she accidentally conjures that cactus and she realizes she doesn't have to be perfect to produce something beautiful mm -hmm. because she'd been so focused on the perfection of what she creates. Um, that really stood out to me in that moment where she realized, you know, our definition of beauty may be off because oh, okay. this cactus comes about and it's like, Oh, so um, my thoughts, my thoughts on her was, is that she's so focused on being perfect Mm -hmm. Um, that, and, and for us, like we can get so focused on being perfect that we forget about the true magic, which her true magic isn't to create flowers. Her true magic is to grow vegetation. She's just right. only used it for flowers right. because she's so focused on perfection. And so we get so focused on, I have to be like Jesus. I have to be perfect. I ha can't mess up. And if anybody sees that I messed up, then, you know, then it goes wrong that we forget about the true magic of what saved us, which is grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Right. Of God on the cross, you know? And so that was, that's my connection there is, is like, we get so focused on that. And so when she lets go and she realizes, you know, that, Hey, I have grace and I have mercy in my life. And so I'm so much more free. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not confined by the law. You know, I'm still going to try to be like Jesus. Yeah, but I, I'm yeah, free of that weight. Um, and we and we forget that. Like, And I'm sure as a child, she, you know, grew everything, you know. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, no, perfect. You got to do a flower uh, kind of a stuff. Yeah. Well, Louisa is one of the ones that I really connected with most. Luis, Louisa and Bruno. Um, you know, Louisa has the, the, the gift of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and she never gets tired physically from doing the work, right? I mean, her gift is is constant, insatiable strength. Um, but she has these expectations. And it wasn't really clear to me if those expectations came from the people or if they came from herself. Uh, but you see her just mentally and emotionally tired mm -hmm. from carrying these expectations, even though she was physically doing it. Um, mm -hmm. And she was always afraid that she wasn't strong enough. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of watched that character and I was like, oh man, <laughs> like I, I, so I feel that like at my core at times. 
and yeah. always afraid that I'm not not strong enough. And then Bruno with a gift of honesty that just uh, oh, we gotta go back to Louisa. Can't go that fast. Oh, like, yeah, we she's will. got this whole. She's just telling you what stood out to me, and then you can react. But go ahead, talk about Louisa. Well, I was gonna say, like, she's got this whole like her worth is found in how much that she's doing each day. Right, right, right. Like her, that's where she finds her worth. And so I think of Matthew chapter five. I think of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus tells us, you know, in the first five, you know, um, beatitudes, where our worth is really found, you know. And so, you know, she, so she finds her worth in what she's doing, um, but our strength is found in our in our weaknesses. Uh, so, all right, all right, go on to Bruno. No, no. You tell me, you tell me. No, of course, you know, Bruno just, he has the, the honesty, he has the, the, the gift of the prophetic vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, man, sometimes we don't want to know what lies in our future. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, what do I do in that moment? Do I tell the people what is going to keep them, you know, content and happy and present? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to speak the truth? And, mm-hmm. and be honest with people, whether it's in my preaching or my teaching or even in our conversation, um, knowing that telling someone the truth and that raw honesty is going to cost me followers, friends, maybe even family at times. Um, but do I have the ability and the courage to to speak that truth? Yeah. Um, even knowing what it might cost. And no one's what he has to say isn't pleasant. Um, and it costs Bruno his family. Uh, but he continues to not only love his family, but continues to tell the truth mm-hmm. about what he's been, what's been revealed. Um, so that, uh, that, that weight, you know, I, I felt that. So those are the things that kind of really like, stood out and really grabbed me um, when I first watched it. That's uh, awesome. That's great. Any other things from the the movie that kind of stuck out to you? That uh, I love the donkeys uh, are super great. No, I'm just <laughs> I do love the donkeys. Uh, I think something that stuck out to me is um, you know is is with Maribel. Uh, you know, I see this like she's constantly worried about others and serving others, uh, mm-hmm. and talk and instead of taking time to focus a little bit on herself uh, and seeing that. So I kind of did this a little bit differently. When I went through it, I, I kind of went through some characters, but I also went through the songs uh, because I connect mm-hmm. a lot with music. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. the songs are huge for me. So the first song, <clears throat> you know, she's talking about all the spirit or all the magical gifts that her family has. Uh, and so for me, like I, I hear that and I can <clears throat> I see the little bit of sadness, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> I see a, a lot of the hey, I'm focusing and looking at others and what they can do. And so I, I look at that and I go, you know, hey, we all have spiritual gifts, uh, but sometimes we don't know what they are. We don't know right. what our, our, our spiritual gift is because my gift doesn't look like Josh's gift, you know, um, and I know that. And after working with Josh for many years, I know that we are very different when it comes to our spiritual gifts. Um, sometimes we sit in the church and we can compare ourselves to each other. Uh, it's really easy to compare gifts. Well, what's your gift? Well, what's your gift? Well, what's your gift? You know, uh, and so the kids keep asking her. What is your gift? You know, because it's not something that is profound or amazing, like talking to animals or growing flowers or being extra strong mm-hmm. or healing people with food. Um, I mean, there's so much in this healing movie people with food. Can, right? <laughs> can, there's so much that you can pick apart in this movie for it. Uh, and so the focus, 
Uh, and then there's this focus, um, which I really loved in this in the first song, is about earning your gift instead of receiving your gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, the abuela makes she makes this comment about earning your gift rather than receiving your gift, and so that's kind of like our first encounter uh, with the grandmother. We see this pride uh, that's coming out, and, and being proud of your uh, being proud is good, but you see this overarching pride. And so she says this uh, to her granddaughter at the beginning. She says, uh, the best thing we can do to help others is to step aside. And of course, mm-hmm. if you've seen the movie, you know that, you know, that's a lot of truth uh, to Maribel. You know, hey, you need to you need to step aside and let some other people do some stuff. But it's also like a truth because she should be saying it to a mirror uh, to herself, you know, and allow others to kind of jump in there. And so I thought about, like, do we allow our own pride to get in our way of serving? We've talked about that a little bit here on the podcast about uh, being a ministry leader and doing everything yourself. Um, and so, you know, the grandmother's pride has, caught, pride has caused others not to serve in their best way. It also makes me kind of think about, um, uh, you know, some other things, uh, but stuff that I wouldn't bring in maybe into church camp. So maybe I won't say that here. Um, we can talk about that later. um oh i love this i love this so in the start of the movie when the cracks start first happening uh this is what i noticed about the grandma when the house starts to break she ignores that there's a problem and the first thing that she does is go out into the public and say the magic is strong we are good you know and it's okay for us to acknowledge that our church isn't perfect Mm mm-hmm Christ is perfect. Jesus is perfect. The church is full of people trying to be like Christ. And so there's going to be some cracks and it's going to be uh, kind of kind of broken, um, you know. Yeah, and Bryce is talking about, you know, Bruno, um, you know, sitting, being content to just live in the walls of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a part of the family, but he's working to make sure that nobody notices the cracks or he's patching all the cracks. Um, and so trying to keep things perfect at least on the outside um and even though he wants to be part of the family he's kind of just content to play that role um and and so um it's good stuff yeah and so then um you know so she's got this uh what i love about it too is that you see that the grandmother has this huge secret pain this huge secret uh pain that's in her life you know the loss of her husband uh, that she's so afraid to lose this gift that she has. And so she's got this. I see that. Uh, if I was teaching a class, I would say, <clears throat> you know, sometimes we have like this really big secret sin uh, that's in our lives, you know, and that we're afraid to kind of give up. We're also afraid for people to even see it. And if it wasn't for her granddaughter, who was self-sacrificial, who was so willing to really put her relationship, her friendship on the line, with our abuela that she's able to kind of see that this is something that has seeped into her life and has really affected other ways, uh, other parts of her life, which is, was so amazing what you said at the beginning, because the grandma's not a bad guy. She's just somebody who's gotten caught up or lost uh, in the way. And I think that that's, for me, that's really relevant for teens. Uh, I think you can close your eyes and all of a sudden wake up and you find yourself deeper into 
this sin or deeper into this lifestyle that you ever thought you were going to be. And man, we all wish that we had a, a friend uh, who would point that out to us and pull that out. And it's not easy and it's hard, right? Um, let's see. When we talked about Luisa, um, you know, I think we hit all the points that I kind of thought too. Like I can't listen to that song and not <laughs> and not and not feel for our teenagers right now. You know, they yeah. have sports, they have school, uh, they have work, they have extracurriculars, and then there's church sprinkled in there too. And all of us are fighting for their attention, for what's important. And I think parents are lost and confused at what's really important. Uh, I think there's a lot of really good books out there that kind of hit on this point of. You know, hey, church is good, but is it the best thing for my kids? It is because it helps, you know, send them to heaven, you know, and those should be the most important things is our relationship with Christ. But a lot of times we go, yeah, but basketball might get them, you know, a scholarship, you know. Yeah. Uh, doing but you know why they're struggling? Classes will get them into college. But you know why they're struggling with those things? Tell because me. we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> You know, we don't talk about Bruno. That's because right. we don't talk about Bruno, right? Bruno gives us the things that we just can't swallow. He gives us the things we don't want to hear. That's he right. gives us those things that require us to change and be differently focused. And we don't talk about that. That's right. Um, I also love I love that because in, in that song, we don't talk about Bruno. You know, it goes into, uh, he told me that my fish would die and the next day, dead. He told me. That I was going to have a gut. Now look at me now. He told me I was going to go bald and look at my hair and it's gone. And there's three instances right there where Bruno warns them and tells them, you need to change your ways right. because something bad is going to happen. But it's Bruno's fault instead of owning up to their own faults of not changing their actions, right? Yeah. So when I like have that Bruno song, that's a lot of the stuff uh, that I hear or that I see uh, in in Bruno. As I see a guy who who has been beaten, I, I see I see a, I, honestly I see a, a a minister who's no longer in ministry because he has <laughs> yeah. told people the truth and what Jesus has called him to say, and they just um, stuck him in the walls. <laughs> and hey, yeah, and people are like, "It's your fault! It's your fault!" You know, uh, instead of saying. Man, no, we, we should have listened to you. We should have seen the writing on the wall and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, it's powerful. Like, Bruno so, is, like, all our heroes. And I also love how now, like, you can go anywhere and somebody will say, oh, well, we don't talk about Bruno. And you're right. like, oh, man. Like, that's yeah. crazy that a lot of people, like, use that now. So let, let's talk about, like, how we move this into, like, camp, start building a framework. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we may be here till noon because we can go through all these things um that's true uh when it comes to uh, like i'll give you some uh like class topics kind of thing that kind of just came to my mind of what can what can we start building a curriculum around um you know do you know yourself yeah um how well do you know yourself how do you get to know yourself um managing expectations um Honesty. How do we, how do we handle being honest with one another? How do we handle when people are honest with us? Mm -hmm. um, unselfishness and sacrifice. Like that's kind of one of the things that you see through here is um, how 
we struggle with knowing who we are, what we need, what we desire. Yeah. Um, that unselfishness doesn't mean that we completely abandon everything about who God has gifted us to be. And then understanding that what we do affects the people around us. It doesn't mm. just affect, it has a broad sweeping impact. But uh, those are a few of the class topics that kind of came to my mind when it came to how would we start kind of teaching some of these things. And I'll overlap with you. I think my, mm, let's see, my, my goal for the camp would be this idea of like, uh, coming together as one church and what are those things that really divide us and so all week i would make it a an essential part of making a joke out of the idea of well, well we don't talk about bruno but we're going to talk about him here uh, right. i would use right. that i would have that one clip of the movie where the the cousin says so we're going to talk about bruno now you know <laughs> right. uh, i would i would have that and i would play it every time I'm about to start a class. I would say, we got to talk about Bruno now, you know, and, and then we would talk about Bruno. And so, you know, my, my Bruno's, my classes would be, I would talk about pride. I would talk about how pride can get in the way mm -hmm. of other people serving around us. I would talk about, um, not giving it up to God, not using God. And I would think about Matthew. I would think about the Beatitudes. So I would, I would focus on Louise one day and I would talk about, uh, those kind of things. I would talk about, um, uh, I might actually do, uh, if I were to do this, I would almost do a spiritual gifts day. Mm -hmm. And maybe I would do that at the start of the week. You know, there's some tests and some other things that people have done to kind of help teenagers or to help people kind of, you know, find or realize what their spiritual gift is. And I might do that as one day, as like the first day to kind of maybe start the week of camp. So talk about the church as a whole and then do spiritual gifts. And then I would talk about Bruno and I would talk about bri uh, pride. I would talk about uh, spiritual pressures uh, and other things like that. And then I would go into um, maybe some other stuff. But there's at least three, uh, four days right there off the top that I would that I would really focus on that I think to me are very prominent or very easy to kind of pull into. I think the other ones you have to do a little bit of work, but not not a whole lot. Um, but, uh, at least just uh, a little bit there, but yeah. I, for me personally, if you were doing it, if I was doing this as a camp, I would make it, I, I would find a way to be able to have movie clips, um, throughout the entire week. Uh, because I think that visual, for me, that visual visualization would be really big. Yeah. And I would, uh, like, I don't know who you normally use, but I use like wing clips, you know, mm -hmm. is really it's an inexpensive way to like, here's the important thing. All right. We're talking to youth ministers and, and church people and sometimes volunteers. Yeah. Don't just take your DVD player. Please don't. And just record clips. If you're going to use <laughs> clips. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and not just because it's inconvenient. It's unethical. Yeah. Right. It, it, it doesn't cost you more than like a dollar or a dollar 50 cents a clip to use it through some somebody like wing clips or another thing. But, um, you know, get the clips, use them appropriately um, and do the right thing uh, because it, it's it's a it's too cheap uh, to to not do it right. You know, mm -hmm. and we have to, you know, for a long time, we've kind of in a lot of circles with this. Well, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm not selling it. I'm not doing anything like that. So, uh, but just do it right. And it's worth it. Um, the message it sends, 
not only to your kids, but to other visitors that might be in that you've gone through the, the avenues of, of doing this the right way. Um, I think it's really, really important. So take the effort to, to get those clips in the right way. Um, and yeah, I was going somewhere else, but I'll let you pick up right there. Completely no, lost uh, my train of thought. That's okay. My, my train went out the door too. I like, uh, I like what Bryce is saying here too. Um, uh, he says, uh, you know, I love the idea, uh, of a day of spiritual gifts. If you want to get really spicy, it would be good to have a conversation about traditions versus scripture. Uh, you know, Hey, I guess we're really talking about Bruno here, right? Because, um, you know, if it's not a, yeah, so that's, a, I, <clears throat> my dad's probably fell out of his chair laughing because we just had a conversation uh, about that if it's tradition then it is scriptural I, I mean, something like that he'll probably yeah. type in here and correct me because uh, we made that joke um but that's well, that's really good and i like that uh i like that that bringing in that uh no here we do talk about bruno um yeah that you. you know there, there might be some places where you can't or you feel like you can't say something but like right here we're going to start creating this environment that says we talk about anything. We talk about everything. Um, and I, I love the, the, you have to provide people, and this is where I was going earlier, is the second thing I was going to say, is you have to teach kids. We need to teach our adults how to actually do some self-exploration. Yeah. Um, because we have, we've not been trained very well in understanding who we are mm -hmm. um, and, and who we need to be. Um, and, and it's hard to do. And it's hard to do effectively. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, I like what Bryce said earlier about bringing in some multi-generational, you know, using this as a tool to get multi-generations multi involved in camp when you talk about being one um, and that idea of unity uh, of really, we already have those, right? I mean, we have counseling staff, we have kitchen staff, we have all kinds of people that are involved, um, but actually getting those people involved in camp to, to paint that picture of what it is like to live under that one roof. That's awesome. I, I forgot I had this quote that I had here under Bruno. Uh, this is actually from my wife. We sat through and, and she was like, she was like, oh, put this in your notes. So there's the scene right after Maribel finds Bruno and they do the whole in the walls thing. And he's like, you've got to embrace your sister. You know, so they get out there and, and she's about to go She's about to go into her sister's room and she starts complaining about her sister, right? And Bruno looks at her and he says these words, okay? So here's your clip for your class. He says, it's not up to her to change the fate of the family, but it's up to you. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, and I went, and I went, whoa! Like, that's huge. Yeah, So it is. You could use that like on a Wednesday night Bible class if you're talking about restoring relationships or friendships or if you have a problem with somebody else that you need to go and talk to them about. You could look at how Paul says, you know, uh, you know, um, if, it, if at all possible on you to live at peace with everybody, mm -hmm. you know, that it's it's on you to go do this. It's not on her for this problem it's not about her forgiving you or saying sorry it's about you being humble 
and going and apologizing. Uh, it's about you right. saying sorry. It's about you apologizing. It's about, you know, and it sounds really selfish, but in the sense, like it's the good amount. It's it's the right. It's the right concept. It's the right idea. Uh, and so I forgot about that quote. I wanted to bring that up because <clears throat> I saw Bruno kind of differently, which is why I love the brain trust. Right. So when I saw Bruno, I said, hey, Bruno has this problem. And he runs from the family instead of being embraced. So Br- Bruno's having this struggle, and instead of seeking refuge from the church and learning, uh, you know how to how to go through this, um, you know he he runs, he runs and he hides in the walls. Um, you know, so I took it as like the Jonah, uh, almost like a Jonah story. You know, as he runs away from God. Uh, in this sense, I also thought like, oh hey, the family didn't understand Bruno. So he's made out to be this monster instead of understanding him and helping him through this problem. You know? mm-hmm. So maybe when others in the church are different from us, we don't try to understand where they're coming from or where they're at in their lives. We just kind of push them away because it's messy and because it's hard. Um, he also says, you know, my gift wasn't helping the family, but I love my family. And I love that idea still going back to what Paul talks about you know, hey, we can't all be hands and we all can't be eyes and we all can't be ears yeah, kind of mentality. But that's still a misunderstanding on his part. Yeah, it is. Because his gift was helping the family. It was. Even though they weren't willing to em- embrace what he had to say. That's right. Um, it was there for their good. Um, but we have that perception sometimes. I have that perception um, yeah. sometimes, right? Like, and I, would, I have I to would constantly throw in... put myself in check. Like I would throw in a lesson, right? That says, uh, you know, after that introspection and self-examination, who am I? What are my gifts? Um, I think there's a message here that we can't miss that. Number one, it's never too late mm-hmm. to do the right thing. That's right. Um, so I think in, in my mind, the, 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 the topic of the talk I would give would say, it's never too late, but why wait? Um like you go through this whole movie and at the end of the movie, they're finally living life as a family the way they should have been all along. Mm-hmm. And so it's never too late. God will always offer you restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always come back and do the right thing, but how much better is life when we just make the decision now? And it's easier to do it now than to try to, to delay what's doing hard. It doesn't get easier right. down the road. Um, and so I just and I love I would have to go back and watch week. it again because there's more. There's <laughs> more. I would end the week if it was me, I would end the week focusing on that last song uh, of the movie as well. Um, because you have this beautiful imagery of the family coming together and rebuilding. And they keep saying it's not perfect, uh, but neither are we. That's right. Uh, only Jesus is perfect, you know, and they talk about, but I like the new foundation. Oh, she uses the word foundation, right? <laughs> Josh is like, whoa, man, don't blow out my ears. But he, she uses the word foundation and like, you can't help but just be like, oh, it's because Jesus is our foundation. Our I love foundation. the new foundation as well, right? Like our new foundation is Jesus in Christ. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. You know, we're not perfect, but Christ is. Um, I also feel like in the two caterpillars song, there, there's something there and I need to rewatch the, that, that part of the movie again. Um, 
it's this it's the song it's the song where the grandma is talking about um what happened between her and her husband uh and it's in spanish uh, but mm-hmm. it's called two caterpillars uh, which is why you know they have to follow the butterfly because it's now bloomed and it's it's better now um and it talks about her hurt and her pain um but I, th- I feel like there's more there and so that's something that i'm interested in rewatching and even developing something through there but that last yeah. song would be how i'd want to like end the week on yeah and because it's you know it's not about being perfect it's about learning to continue to grow that's right, right? that's right and continue to grow together and the house um, that they build continues to grow because as new fan as new generations you know grow there's more doors more rooms get added uh it, you know what's crazy is we went house. through this whole episode and we barely even mentioned the main character who by the way even though she doesn't have an official gift right um you know has this gift of helping other people find their gifts which by the way is a gift is a gift huge gift it's a it's a huge gift it may not be miraculous it may not be flashy because you don't ever see you never see the abuela's gift which was nothing i don't i don't say she didn't have one either I mean, her gift was the matriarch, and yeah, her gift was a matriarch. So Marabella's is is kind of taking that mantle of leadership and being trained. I had to ask this, making sure I didn't miss something at the end. I was like, I, she didn't. Actually I wanted to put you on the spot, like you put me on the spot. So I just wanted you to feel the sweaty. That's fair play, right? Yeah. Clip that for the Instagram. <laughs> I will. Um, man, hey, just before you sign us off, because we're kind of running up on time here. We um, are. Yeah, what a good uh, we're going to continue to develop this. Hope you guys have enjoyed kind of a look at how how we go about planning some some of these activities and the way we use our own experiences to create something that's hopefully valuable to our kids. And um, you know, if this piques your interest and you kind of want to you want to see what the final um, final work looks like, um, shoot us an email behind the beards at gmail.com. Um, it's in our show notes or it's in our, you can send us a Facebook message, um, Instagram, you know, we're, we're on all those platforms. You can try to get us on Twitter, but and I'm not good at Twitter. Neither am I. But, uh, Twitter's dead. so, you know, let us know, send us a, send us an email and let us know you want the copy of that stuff and we'll do our best to get it to you. And we'd love to hear your input on kind of what you thought as well. So yes, we always love feedback. input or game ideas or anything like that that you have on there. We want to thank you guys for being here today. We also remind you of Galatians 6, 9. You know, don't grow weary in doing good. Um, what we're doing here today is good, and it's even fun. Even if you're not going to play in a church camp or do something, this would be a great process that you could even do for a small group uh, as well. Is hey, we're going to watch this movie, and then we're going to talk about the spiritual implications that we could gather from this movie. Um, you know, and so that's one of those good things. Don't grow weary in growing and doing good things. This world is messy. This life is messy. So allow Christ to use you to do something good, something good in his name. Uh, I'm Aaron, and this is Josh, and we will see you next week on Behind the Beards. Till we're all growing a beard. A man's face should never be bare. We just want some facial hair. We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting.